Jacob, what's up, my man? Hey, man. How's it going? I like your white shirt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sweaty right now, man. What? Really? Yeah, I guess I'm nervous. <laughs> or, or I was warm. I don't know. I can't tell. Right. Yeah. Hopefully that's not distracting you as my wet white shirts tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> just just start the episode, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to I Had No Idea by Nicholas Kwan and Jacob Peck. So if this is your first time tuning in to I Had No Idea, this is a podcast about Really, any, any topic that Jacob and I are curious about, you know, questions that we've had in our minds, but for whatever reason, they just weren't the effort to go out of our way and really dive deeper um, and look for answers to those questions. So we each pick one topic every episode. To start, we might speculate on you know what the answer is based on our limited knowledge and after that, we're going to break off and do our own research and come back with answers for ourselves and for y'all. Yeah. So, Jacob, do you want to start today or? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. All right. Story time. So I've been watching this uh, Korean drama that came out around last summer. Okay. My mom was raving about it. And I'm not really into K-dramas because just everything is so hyperdramatic with bad acting. You know how it is. I know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I heard this one was about medicine, and I really like that kind of stuff, surgery, ERs, doctor stuff. You are the opposite of me. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't like that stuff? No, it makes me feel all squeamish. Oh. I'm not good with blood, for example. Oh, I'm like really good life. with that kind of stuff. <laughs> what do you mean, really good? <laughs> like, I'm okay with, like, you know, gore and just, like, bloody content. Okay. So yeah. you're not, like, deriving any pleasure off of it? No, no, no. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on now. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Okay. All right, go on. Let, all right. So, um... You know, I watched all of Grey's Anatomy, basically until everyone died. Spoilers, but not really. Um, but I decided to give this <laughs> drama a try. It's called Dr. John. And basically, it's a show about a doctor who specializes in anesthesiology. And um, there's episodes uh, about like chronic and acute pain and how they get treated by this doctor, basically. Okay, so far, this sounds really boring. <laughs> okay, hold on. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain. So, so okay. there's, there's a complex plot. A lot of it discussing themes like, you know, life and death meshed in with pain and uh, euthanasia. But basically, I found it super fascinating because Dr. John, the protagonist, uh, has a disease called CIPA. Do you know what CIPA is? Nope. Okay, so basically, he feels no pain. Oh, okay. And so I'm drawn to this drama because of the irony, right? A doctor who can't feel pain, but he treats patients who suffer from pain. Right. Oh, right. That's, that is kind of yeah, cool, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm a little bit past half the show, and yeah, the drama has those typical cheesy slow-mo moments, but the story in itself is really good, so it's easy, easy to look past that. So question for you, Nick. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of a life that experiences no pain whatsoever? Just first thing. Okay, so for people who don't know, I actually have a degree in psychology, and oh. there is... There are classes dedicated to pain exclusively. Yeah. And the main drawback of not experiencing pain is that pain is really your body's way of telling you that something is wrong. Right. And you should quit whatever behavior or 
remove whatever is like in your shoe, for example, sure, yeah. to stop the pain. Right. Uh, and that's the disadvantage of not feeling pain because right. you just don't know if something is digging into your foot. You don't know if you're getting burned. You don't know right. if you have a cut. Right. And that's really dangerous. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's really different from like my initial response to like not having pain. I'm, I was just like, oh, superhero alert. You know, Thanos can punch me in the face and I won't feel it. Like, Because you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but then, you know, after the pros passed, I started to think about how dangerous life could be like you mentioned yeah and so basically that's my topic um, i'm excited to dive in and just learn more in depth about this disease what's your topic nick all right that it, it's much more interesting than my topic i guess mine is more <laughs> <laughs> don't sell it you can't sell your topic like that yeah i know but mine is more of like a psa and i actually okay. wanted to <laughs> i wanted to do something different a little different for uh today's episode okay and I want to introduce kind of like a new segment and see how we'd like it and how our listeners like it. And I'm going to call it, is it just me or blank? Wow. Yeah. So instead okay. of, you know, just thinking of topics where we have questions about it. Right. I wanted, I wanted to make it a little bit more personal to sure. ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think of things where we're like, is it just me? Like, am I crazy? Right. Or is reality really like this okay interesting and can i find yeah and like can i find data to kind of back up my assumption okay so today my question is is it just me or is there not a single recycling bin in the world that's been properly used and sorted Mm. is there yeah i want to know if there's like a single one this includes public ones that you see on the street right and residential ones like in a neighbor in a given neighborhood right is there a is is there like even half of the neighborhood right properly recycling like i just don't mm. know because when i look around and i see like at, at the ttc for example yeah. right like yeah. you you look through those translucent bags and you just see all manners of garbage right in the recycling bin right. and as someone who tries to live a greener lifestyle good for you man it, <laughs> Thank you. It bothers me a little bit. It bothers me. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I actually don't know if there is going to be a stat on this. You know, I just want to look for it, whether it's for Toronto, Ontario, Canada, whatever. doesn't really matter. Um, I just want to know how good are Canadians, people, Torontonians, whatever. How good are we in general at sorting our garbage properly? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm hung up, uh, hung up on this, like in a weird way, because I attended this seminar at work, um, and it was hosted by someone from the waste management industry in Toronto. Okay. And she was pretty much just telling us that out of the four R's of waste management, so we grew up with three R's. Apparently, yeah. there's four now. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. We. That's a that's a topic for another day. Okay. Wait. What, <laughs> wait. Are you gonna say what? what oh, the I guess one I can. Is? Okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> So there's reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. Bread and, and butter. Yeah. The fourth R, it, it changes depending on who you ask. That's why what? I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah. So I've seen Is recover. Like re- re- oh, okay. I've seen recover. refuse, repair, rethink. You know, like. Remember. Rem- <laughs> like remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, to recycle. Yeah. Ricotta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just say anything. Anyways. Yeah. The four R's. And she was basically saying that despite popular belief recycle 
is the worst choice for the environment out of the four R's. And she was saying this because uh, at least uh, a lot of the systems in Canada, including Toronto, are particularly inefficient at recycling these and and, and like sorting through garbage for whatever reason. And a lot can go wrong at the recycling uh, recycling plant and at compost plants. Um, So there are, you know, several machines that may exist to kind of uh, assist with this process. But for the most part, this is done manually by hand. So it's a very imperfect process and a lot can definitely go wrong. Interesting. And her whole point was that because there are so many mistakes being made by consumers when they dispose of their trash, it creates a lot of stress at the plant level. It's disappointing because the technology is there to recycle our goods and frustrating because people really just need to, you know, take a little bit of extra time and effort and perhaps education to properly sort their garbage. So yeah, this is a topic I just wanted to dive deeper into. I honestly don't know what to expect, but I'm going to do my best and look for the information I'm looking for. Yeah. I I mean, like I live in an apartment and everyone just throws their stuff down the garbage chute. Oh my gosh. The recycling bin is literally just for like those huge boxes. Yeah. But that's about it. I'm dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe this this episode can change things. I have hope, man. Yeah. uh, Hopefully this is going to be an episode that educates at least one more person about this topic. Amen. Yeah. And with that, it's time to hit the lab. We're going to take a small break and we shall report back to you soon. All right. See you soon, Jacob. Yes, sir. So, Jacob, mm-hmm. tell us more about, what was it, CIPA? What? That's right, CIPA. Oh, I got that right. In Korea, in Korea, well, the drama, they don't say CIPA, they say Shipa. Shipa. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. I think the Korean language is really beautiful. Yeah. And I'm sad that I don't know a lot about it. I'm, I'm taking class once a week. Yeah? Maybe we should do a, an episode on it uh, in the future. About language? Yeah, or, Maybe. I would not be good at that. <laughs> I mean, if I knew good. that, then I would know Korean, <laughs> I think. Anyways, so CIPA stands for Congenital Insensitivity to Pain with Anhydrosis. <laughs> I feel like they skipped half the letters in that acronym. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me explain to you further. Congenital meaning it's present from birth. Yep. And Anhydrosis meaning unable to sweat. So those two things are related, like not feeling pain and not being able to sweat. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Like I'm sweating right now through my white shirt. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing, by the way, looking at this white shirt? It's it's, it's doing good. (laughs) You're looking good. Yeah. It's only only been... uh, Good to know. Yeah, it's only been a couple... uh, It's only getting drier. (laughs) Okay. And basically, so CIPA, basically it's a hereditary disease. Okay. Where if you have it, like we mentioned before, you can't feel pain and you can't sweat. Um, there isn't actually all that much information about this disease because it's super rare. Less than 300 people in the world have it, and a lot of them die before they even reach childhood. Okay, uh, go on. Yeah, okay. I want to know okay. why they so die I'm so gonna, young. So, I would not, so I'm going to yeah. take you through the symptoms. And a lot of the symptoms are actually not really noticeable 
through infancy because you don't know whether or not your child is in pain. Okay, yes. So yeah. when babies experience discomfort, they cry, right? Uh -huh. But you can only really experience discomfort if your brain says so. And for babies who don't feel pain, you can't tell. And they're usually in close proximity of the caregiver, so it's hard to tell. Like the, the caregiver is always holding on to the baby, so you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't really know, right? Okay. It's only when they start wandering off and exploring do you start to notice that your kid will like bump into things or collide with objects and people. They don't wince or cry or react, but that's only a, a, a small percentage of kids go through that. So kids like who have CIPA, they can jump out of a tree, like fully break their arm and not know it. Wow. Yeah. They can twist their ankle, not feel it. They can burn their hand and carry on as if nothing happened. All super dangerous. They're susceptible to repeated injuries because they just don't know when they're hurt. Um, when we get a scrape on our knee or elbow, we instinctively protect those places, right? Because of pain. Mm -hmm. um, and that prevents infection and stuff like that. But those with CIPA, they're more likely to get even infections because they can rub dirt and bacteria repeatedly over those wounds. What a disaster. Tons of CIPA patients have part of their tongue missing um, or they have deformed fingers from biting it off and their tongue off. Some of them become blind because they just like scratch their corneas off and it's just, it's just crazy stuff. And they don't know it. They'll scratch it off and they won't feel the pain. And so you know how I mentioned before that a lot of CIPA patients die before they become children. Okay. It's because when they're an infant and get sick and get fevers, you need to sweat. Oh, we sweat when we get too hot and we sweat as a response to fevers. But those with CIPA don't know that they have fevers. Their oh. brain doesn't tell them that. So their body doesn't secrete sweat to cool them off, leaving them in fatal situations. And they usually die by hypothermia. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, given how common something like chicken pox is too right. amongst children, right. it, that's just like a double whammy it's almost yeah. like your chances of surviving is really really slim it's so, as, as, it's a, so low. as someone who is too young to communicate properly right yeah uh, that's sad essentially the cause for this disease is because there's a mutation um, in the gene that allows for us to feel pain and temperature and even things like pressure and touch and so mutations in this gene make it so that the protein cannot transmit signals Without the proper signaling, the neurons actually self-destruct and then there's no pain that is felt. Like, you can't feel any pain. Wow. Yeah. The reason why people have it is actually strictly hereditary. And you can only have CIPA if both your parents carry that CIPA gene. So you have to be really unlucky to yeah. get it. Yeah. Okay. Typically, if you have the mutate gene, but only... Uh, yeah. So typically, if you only have the mutate gene, but only one of your parents gave it to you, you won't get CIP. Both okay. your parents have to have the, have to have the mutated gene. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. The sad thing about this disease is that there's no cure. <laughs> That's the sad part. Yeah. No, this whole thing is sad, man. Yeah. 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 My t-shirt's getting wetter from the tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best we have come up with is to just prevent the injuries. Okay. And do a constant and careful monitoring of those who have the disease. You know, so regular checkups for temperature, blood pressure, physical examinations, brain scans, they have to be done on like a daily or monthly basis. And so, yeah, just like thinking about it and having this disease would just suck balls, man. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Like I love playing sports, mm -hmm. right? I know you're like getting into basketball now too and just like fitness in general. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to 
do those things because of the potential risk of injury. Yeah, uh, I have a question actually for you. I don't know if you have the answer or not, but you said that part of the treatment is actually ensuring that they don't inflict pain on themselves and they do it by protecting their bodies. Right. Do they wear something special? Like, do they have clothing just for them? No, nothing, not, not in particular. Um, they're, they usually live with a caregiver. It's rare for someone to like live on their own. And if they do, they have like either some sort of monitor system or surveillance camera. Yeah. But usually they live with a caregiver that like can keep an eye on them. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like I think socially as a kid, it'd be tough, you know, like kids are curious. Right. And if I saw a kid that like didn't react to anything, I would either find them really fascinating or really weird. Chances are they might get bullied. I don't know. I would, I would think that someone like who has a disease like that, depending on, I guess, where you grow up, kids would get bullied too. So it must be a hard thing to yeah. just like deal with, you know? I, I don't know how I would live with that, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, just more sad stuff, I guess. Like <laughs> It doesn't end. Yeah, you could be walking, foot goes in a pothole, roll your ankle, wouldn't know, run down the stairs, tear something in your knee, wouldn't know. Uh, burn your tongue, you wouldn't know. You can eat ice cream, but you wouldn't taste the temperature of it. And so it's just, just bland, weird cream. Yeah, and you could get like a, a cavity in your teeth. Yes, exactly. And not know, and that could reach like all yeah. the way to your nerve. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I think it's super dangerous for that to happen yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of common cases of just like people getting tons of like oral diseases. <sighs> yeah. And so there you have it, a rather short report on the disease because there aren't that many articles and cases about it. I don't think it's much of a priority in the medical world either. And uh, Because it's so rare, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's so rare, mm. right? Um, you know, at first glance, I thought that not being able to feel pain just like would have been cool. But in a lot of ways, like you were saying, physical pain, um, it can be a gift. Yeah, it guides our behavior. Yeah, it t- it yeah. t- steers us away yeah, from yeah. the pain. And I say that loosely because I don't want to be insensitive to like the millions of people who are like are suffering from like pain. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean, right? Like, it can be a gift because it's like basically the way our brain is communicating with us for better or for worse. Yeah. So, yeah. One last question. Sure. This Dr. John guy from the drama. Yeah. Is he just like a perfectly healthy human being? He just can't feel or sweat? Um, no. So he has a medical record of like his whole body and there's like all these images of like broken knees and shins and nails in certain parts. And so he's yeah. Like the Korean drama portrays him as a good looking dude. Of course he has to be, but nowhere in the drama does he like sweat, which is really weird. I don't think anyone in Korean drama sweat. Nah, there's like, there's like, you know, you see the glisten, you know, the outer breath, they're (laughs) running hard, but, um, but their hair is still perfect. Yeah. Anyways, we're, yeah. Digressing. Probably probably smell good. (laughs) yeah yeah but if you get a chance just watch it i okay (laughs) i might doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like you will i didn't think that i would stick with it as long as i i did yeah but it was very entertaining no i'm trying to consume a lot more japanese content right now yeah i'm going to japan oh i feel that yeah so we'll see about that maybe when i come back okay anyways uh so i did my research yeah what you got for me on recycling for us yeah, don't be selfish. Sorry, sorry guys, sorry. 
I found something actually pretty awesome. And it was this article by the CBC done back in April of 2018, which basically says that Canadians, especially Torontonians, are really, really bad at recycling. That's not a surprise. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. So it costs Canada millions of dollars just to deal with all of this contamination right. in recycling bins. And by com- contamination, I just mean like anything that doesn't belong in a recycling bin is sure. considered contamination. Uh, so it could even be like, uh, I don't know, let's say, you know, a half eaten jar of peanut butter for whatever reason. Right. That's contamination because okay. you, you didn't clean out the peanut butter, oh. even though that the jar itself is recyclable. Oh, so you got to do that. Eh? Yeah, man. Oops. Yeah, uh, and a spokesperson for uh, a Canadian waste management company called Canada Fibers uh, was interviewed for that article, and he said that they received some bags of recycled goods that had up to one-thirds of the bag being just pure garbage, oh. unrecyclable, Like, and it was obvious that they shouldn't be in the recycling bin. Unfortunately, not all plants are equipped properly to dispose of garbage. In fact, most aren't. So they actually have to take all of this trash and ship it to like a separate dump. After they've sorted it. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, and I don't know how many times they have to do that every single day, but it must be countless, a massive countless, amount. Countless. Yeah. And it's so expensive too. And the main issue though with contaminated recycling is that the contamination, it often damages actual recycled goods making something like perfectly recyclable paper unrecyclable so if we go back to the example of the peanut butter jar Mm -hmm. uh, let's say it was in the same bin as a stack of you know nice papers for whatever reason that peanut butter if it were to get all over the papers then those papers are no longer recyclable oh yeah so that's why contamination is such a problem and this spokesperson actually said that He's seen all manner of things in the recycling bin. He's seen blood bags, used needles, IV bags, bullets, dead animals, like you name it. Oh it's just God. unreal things in there. And these biohazardous materials, actually, they cause the entire plant to temporarily shut down because if they want to recycle the materials that came with that, like say dead animal, they have to sanitize it first. Right. Because some of that could potentially be going back to the consumer, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you got to make sure that you know no one's dying from these recycled yes, goods. That's right. So you can also imagine that this is another huge, expensive pain in the ass for the recycling plant to deal with. And what I was surprised by though was just how much just a one percent change in contamination okay. can impact the city of Toronto. Oh, really? So just to uh, give you like a breakdown of Toronto or Canadian cities um, and how well they do with recycling. Toronto is the worst currently sitting at 26% contamination rate in residential recycle bins. So not even like public, just residential where there's a lot of control. Yeah. 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 Uh, And a a city like Vancouver is a mere 4.6%. Whoa. Yeah. So they're like five times better than Toronto is. Okay. Yeah. And I'll explain later why that's the case. But yeah, this 1% change, at least in Toronto, is estimated to, uh, let's say we reduce contamination by 1%. It's estimated to reduce costs by $600,000 to $1 million a year. Whoa. Yeah, just from a 1% reduction in contamination. 
Now, if you swung that figure the other way, so taking it from 26% to 27%, that would cost the city an extra $5 million. And I didn't know this because apparently the city has a contract with these waste management companies uh, saying if the contamination levels in recycling bins get too high, so to 27% specifically in mm -hmm. Toronto, then that waste management company has the right to bill Toronto for that contamination. Wow. Up to $5 million. Wow. So it's a big deal. It's yeah, a big deal. Yeah, like yeah, our yeah. tax paying, our, our, our taxes right. are paying for this. Right, right, right. So it's our responsibility, I think, to, you know, be responsible and recycle properly. Would, I, this might be a totally stupid question. If we were better at recycling, would our taxes go down? No, absolutely not. No, that's fairy tale land. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any politician has a platform on garbage and like how well we sort recycling. Yeah. Like maybe the Green Party does, but you know when are they ever going to be voted in? You know? I I don't even read their platforms. Oh really? I yeah. Think, I think I usually vote for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Student power, man. Student power. Okay, yeah. I think in a perfect world, everyone would be voting like. NDP green yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's just that, you know, my opinion and a lot of people's opinions is that because they don't win in Toronto right. or in Ontario that's really right. yeah. that I don't see the point in voting for them. I just yeah. want to vote for who is the least worst out of the liberals yeah, and that's, conservatives. Yeah, that's usually what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um anyways, <laughs> uh, so obviously Toronto's in really bad shape. Part of this is because all of our recycled goods, no matter whether it's like metal or glass or plastic, mm. paper, it all goes in the same bin. Okay. Uh, while other cities, uh, cities that are better at reducing contamination, mm. like mm. Vancouver, they actually have separate bins. How many, how many bins? So Vancouver, they'll have a separate bin for glass and a separate bin oh. for paper and a third one for all other recycled goods. Right. And what this does is uh, it reduces contamination because people just find it a lot easier to sort their garbage when they have a lot more, I guess, little compartments that they could put there or sort through their uh, recycling right. in. Um, it also reduces the impact of contamination as well. So if you think about broken glass amongst all, other, all, all manner of recyclable material, it would destroy that recycl recyclable right, material. Right. Like if you got shattered glass and, and rubbed it against paper, for example, it would just shred the whole thing. Wow. Uh, or if it got lodged in like a piece of plastic, that's right. no longer safe to recycle. You can't do anything about it. Right, right, right. Uh, and paper, I explained earlier, really easy to ruin and make it non-recyclable. So they just make that all separate. Right. So that all the papers are clean and they all make it to recycling. So that's why Vancouver is so successful. Um, and yeah, and like, are they the best city in our country to do that? They are because even though St. John's has, uh, technically the lower contamination rate, right. I think they cheat a little bit because they actually, uh, deny, they, they deny certain, uh, recyclable goods oh. like glass, just like outright be like, we don't, we don't want anything to do with oh, that. Oh, I see. I see. Because it's just too hard. Right. Yeah. And it ruins everything else. So we're not going to take it. Well, that's smart. And yeah. Yeah. It, it is smart. Right. And what that does is, uh, I, I just read up, read up on this real quick because th they reduce the impact of contamination. Mm. More of their recycled goods, uh, are available for sale. 
And because it's higher quality and there's more quantity, they make more money off of uh, recycled goods. And they're, yeah, and they're able to kind of just like pump that money back up into into the system, invest that into waste management and just like keep that whole thing flowing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, Toronto is not like that at all. Our right. contamination, it's very consequential. It's very high. It makes it very difficult for us to actually produce recycled goods. <sighs> yeah, so that's, yeah, that was pretty much my topic. Uh, everybody just do your best to recycle properly. Yeah, uh, educate yourself. Uh, your city, wherever you are, it probably, like if it's a big urban city like Toronto, it probably has a website set up or like an app developed just to educate people on how to sort their garbage better. Right. And I recommend that you visit that website, you download that app if you have questions about, you know, can you know this piece of plastic really be recycled? Right. Uh, like, can my plastic fork be recycled? Quick answer, no. Mm-hmm. It's a single-use plastic. Right. Um, don't, don't be like my parents and say... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like, it's fine. Just throw that in the recycling because they'll organize it at the plant. It's no big deal. But I just demonstrated how overwhelmed they are over there. So don't do that because even though, yeah, maybe they will, it's difficult for them. And we should all be doing our part to kind of make their jobs easier and safer too. Yeah. And before I go, I just have two final like mini PSAs within this. Okay. Okay. And it's uh, two. So there's two. Um, The first one is black plastic is not recyclable in Toronto. Black plastic is not recyclable. Specifically black plastic. So you mean like Tupperware with like black? So you ever like... No, no, not not so much Tupperware, but like if you've ever been to like a food court and you bought takeout. That's what I mean. So like congee. Yes. They serve it in the, the black Tupperware. Yeah. And the reason why they use black plastic, even though it's not recyclable, is because... A bunch of marketers like myself, like myself, you know, we're just evil. We <laughs> did a study and we found that food is a lot more attractive when it, it's in a black container. Oh, no. Rather than like clear or white, whatever. Right. But the thing about black plastic being used specifically by the food industry, so no one else uses it because it's a more expensive plastic. Once black plastic gets recycled, it's actually no longer any good to anybody because... The food industry won't buy that plastic back because it lost a little bit of its integrity in the right. recycling process and it's no longer food grade safe. Okay. So they can't buy it back. Right. So basically, because there's no market, like aftermarket right. for black plastic after it's been recycled, it's unrecyclable. Oh, no. There's no incentive for anybody to recycle black plastic. Mm-hmm. That's why they're so bad for the environment because they just end up in the dump. Like all that oh, black plastic. Really? Which for the most part, only gets used once. Right. So I actually personally don't, or I try to avoid businesses that sure. use black plastic. Right. So, and I recommend everyone do the same. Wow. Number two, coffee cups are not recyclable in Toronto. Oh. I see that all the time. I see that all the time. And I think it's because, you know that like triangle symbol with the arrows yeah. that, you know, supposedly tells you what's recyclable or not? That's not what that symbol means. Mm-hmm. That symbol just means, or it just tells you what type of plastic it is. Oh. So if you look closely within that triangle, it, there's a number. And below the triangle, there might be some letters too. Right. And together, they tell you what kind of plastic it is. And as consumers, it's our responsibility to go on a website, go on an app, and look at that piece of plastic, look it up, and be like, is this recyclable or not? 
Right. And it depends on where you live, to be honest. And, but yeah, you have to behave accordingly and sort your garbage and plastics accordingly based on what that website says. So you're telling me like all those Tim Hortons roll up the rims that go in the recycling shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be there. And the reason why is because oh. there's that lining in the in, inside the cup yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes it waterproof. And it's kind of like a waxy kind yeah, of yeah, plastic. Right. Uh, and that's what makes those cups unrecyclable and oh. so bad for the environment. So people look at that cup and they're like, it's a paper cup. You right. can recycle. Right. Well, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what I thought. No, you can't. Like some cities will for sure. They have the capability to kind of strip that cup uh, or that strip that lining inside the cup away from the cup and then recycle it. Toronto just doesn't have that sort of technology at their recycling. So in the garbage it goes. It goes in the garbage. But like we were saying earlier about the four R's and what that woman uh, from that waste management company said was recycling is the worst option out of the four R's. Uh, if you if you got to choose one, uh, choose reduce or reuse. Right. Yeah. Like take that cup, use it as much as you can, or better yet, buy a cup that was reusable in the first place. Right. Yeah. There are so many options. You get a little right. discount uh, from most little coffee That's shops. True. I know. I know Starbucks gives you a ten cent discount if right. you bring your own cup. So yeah, you know, just just do yeah, it. Yeah, my mom. Um, she purchases like things from Kanji all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I swear we have like over ten of those black plastic containers. That's good. At least she's reusing it though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Free Tupperware. Yeah, that's right. They're like good quality. <laughs> they are. They yeah. last quite a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but horrible. Oh, and that. And I was thinking when you were talking about the contamination stuff, I noticed a lot of cafes use reusable like straws that were re- like recycled. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, a lot of, I guess it's it's a lot of, well, a lot of cafes, first of all, I, I've seen like them selling metal straws. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. those are reusable. Yeah, but I've seen ones where it's like, this was a recycled straw. Oh, uh, you know, I, I actually have been bringing my own metal straw. Oh, look and at reusable you. Cup look at you. To Starbucks for about six months now. Good for I you. Guess, I guess I'm out of the loop. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, but like, please, please tell me more about these recycled straws. No, so I was just thinking, is that what we're putting in our mouth? Like, oh yeah, it, it was once upon a time at the recycling plant, maybe in with a, a blood bag and a dead animal. <laughs> maybe, but if that was the case, they sanitized it, right? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's still gross, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just because you sanitized your toe doesn't mean I'm gonna lick it. Yeah. Though I would feel better if you did sanitize. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's all about just feeling better. That's right. Feelings. Yeah. Uh, and also our planet. Okay, everyone. So yes, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Jacob, take it away. Yeah, it really means a lot to us. Thank you so much if you listened to the very end. If you liked our episode or have some thoughts or even want us to dive deeper about things you are curious about, give us a shout. You can follow us on Instagram, handle being ihadnoidea.podcast or hit us up on email. I had no idea.podcast at gmail.com. And with that ends today's episode. If you had no idea, now you, now you have it. <laughs> Come on, bro. You messed it up. I'm going to say it again. And with the end of today's episode, if you had no idea, now you can You can go. Let's do it again. <laughs> and for the third time, and with the end of today's episode, if you had no idea, now, now you, you do. do. See ya.